The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together, and since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging. And my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Kyle, such a great pleasure to meet you. We had such a great conversation before I hit record. I, I actually almost forgot, oh yeah, we're here to record a podcast interview. <laughs> like, hey, let's hit record. So great to have you here. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm just living the dream. I'll, I'll tell you what, I've heard so much about you through some different sources and they say don't meet your heroes, but today it was worth it, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing because you're, you're kind of like me, like doing a lot of different things. Right. I mean, my resume is so packed with, they're like, you did what? I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, I did that. I did that. And I love meeting other people like that because it's like, you don't have to conform to what society says, you know, go to college, become an accountant and do that for the rest of your life. No. Right. Yeah. And that's been a big thing for me in my entire life. Uh, I've been lucky enough that every kind of move I make has been an increase in opportunity and income for me. But I've I've always known that when I'm going through my life, whatever I'm doing, I just want to be happy. If I'm, if I'm happy doing it, if I like showing up to work, if I like that, I don't have to wear a a button up shirt or whatever it is. I just wanted to be happy. That's always been a central thesis for me. Well, and that's the key to, to success, really. You know, I always say success doesn't create happiness. Happiness creates success. Yeah. And okay, so just real quickly, you're the founder of Performance Windows. You right. have Bad Bet Productions, and you also host Leave It to Deaver podcast. I saw yeah. that on your Instagram. I'm like, that is so cool. Leave it to Deaver. D- yeah, does, just, uh... does the younger generation even get that? Not even close. I, you know, I tell, I tell people my age. I'm I'm 31, so I'm I'm getting up there. 
but I'll tell people my age and older and they think it's hilarious. I'll tell some of the 20 year olds who work for me and they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> leave it to like, Beaver. Yeah. Like they don't get it. Like that Leave it to Beaver was like one of the few shows I grew up with because yeah. there was only five to choose from. Right, right. Actually, even any given day, there was probably one to choose from. I mean, you right. know, we had three channels. We had ABC, NBC, and probably CBS because I think Fox wasn't even around back then. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I honestly, I, I love, it's like you said, I mean, for me, I've, I've got the hardcore ADD and that I've got shiny object syndrome. And so I've got people yeah. in my life who will tell me that because I'm always an idea, man. And I say, well, I think this would be good. And the problem with having any success, especially in business, is then you start to think that, well, I've, I'm King Midas and I've got the golden touch. And, and you really need those people in your life to kind of rein you in and say, calm down, Cujo. Yeah. Yeah. So you have an interesting story I'd like you to share with the audience of how your life changed when you were 17. Can you talk about that? Oh, yeah. When I was, uh, so I grew up in Los Angeles uh, and I grew up, you know, with a, my, my, my parents made a lot of money. It was a, it was a, a privileged lifestyle. When I was 17, though, I, I was uh, meeting a friend, my best friend at the LA river, which isn't even a river. It's uh, just a giant concrete basin. It was night and I was looking at my phone waiting for him and I was walking and I didn't realize I was up on this high wall and I stepped right off. I actually fell 18 feet and I landed on concrete and shattered my hip and, and broke my nose and just about damn near died. And from that moment kind of going forward, thing, things changed a lot for me in that, you know, it's been, I heard a quote just recently that said, man lives two lives. And the second one begins when he realizes that he only lives one. <laughs> and, and so it's always been important for me to realize that I've, I've got this one opportunity to to do the things that that will make me happy to do the things that I won't I want to be a free man and and to and to go out and live my life in a way that I'm going to be proud of when I'm when I'm laying down at the end of it. Oh, I love that. I love that because that's really what it's about. And like for me, you know, you talk about the shiny objects. I'm the same way. And, and we're going to talk about that in a second because I have some little, little tidbit of wisdom to share with you on that note. Okay. But the thing is, is like when you get to the end of your life, do you want to look back and say, oh, wow, you know, boy, I wish I bought more handbags. I wish I bought more cars. No, you're going to look back and say, you know, did I really achieve what I could achieve? You know, I, I, everything I'm doing today is for my older self. And I think most people start realizing that hopefully after they turn 50, sometimes it's not till 60, 70 or 80, and it doesn't matter as long as you get there and you realize, you know, like I just started working out at the gym and I'm a professional athlete. I know better. I just don't like to do it. And now I'm like, okay, if I want to play tennis as a, in my mind, a 20 year old, right. Sure. That I think I am. I have to work out for injury prevention. So everything I'm doing now is for my older self because yeah. I want to still be playing tennis at 85, 90 years old. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like, uh, it, it's like the, it's like the old axiom that planting trees is the biggest, uh, cause what you're doing is you're providing shade for a future generation, a benefit that you'll never really see. Right. This is pulling it back even a little bit further is that, you're planting the tree so you can give yourself shade when you're 60, 70, 80. And it's getting that perspective. It's, it, it changes everything. I, I love that you said that. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's really what it's all about. 
And back to, you know, looking at all the different shiny objects, I can tell energetically that you're really here to demonstrate that to everybody else, which is same for me. Like you, and we talked about this before I hit record, you know, society tells us one thing, but that's not true for every single person. For some people, they need to be on that trajectory, but a lot of us aren't. And you seem to be kind of the same kindred spirit as I am where, yeah, oh, I think I'm going to do this now. And, and it's okay to pivot. It's okay to make those changes and have fun and be playful while we're doing it. I think that's been, you know, we, we talk about whether it be spiritual gifts or just get gifts in general, but one of my gifts that I've, that I've always had is that I just don't worry. You know, I, I'm not worried about it. It's, uh, it's for me, here, here, I'm a, I'm a degenerate gambler in the sense that I think almost every entrepreneur is a degenerate gambler. I've had this theory lately that it's not just shiny object syndrome, but when they do studies on gamblers, we get the dopamine hit by placing the bet, not by winning it. Right. And so when you get something that's really established, we're not placing the bet anymore. It's already, it's already winning. We want to place the next bet and the next bet because it's just so fun. And we assume that it's going to go well anyway. And if it doesn't, well, it's okay. It's onto the next one, but I, there's just something so thrilling about placing the next bet. It's it's just fun to see, well, what did this happen? What And it's, I could never constrain myself to doing one thing for the rest of my life. Yeah, I know. It would be really, really hard. It'd be really hard. So, so you have a window business. Talk about that. Cause that's, it, it seems obviously it's working out well, you're, yeah. you're still doing it. So, yeah. so what is that about? Yeah. So, so how how it started is I used to so it's a it's a door to door company, and it started out with me working for some other guy, uh, and I was working at this this tech job. Uh, here in in Utah, there's a large uh, tech scene. We, they call it the Silicon Slopes here, as opposed to Silicon Valley. And I would work that nine to five, and their culture was was built on the snacks in the break room, right? And that and, and a ping pong table, which to me. But I've come to understand that that's not culture. Those are, those are just toys, whatever it is. But what I would do is I'd go work at nine to five and, and kill myself to do it. And then I'd get off at five o'clock and I'd go drive over. And from six to 7 p.m., I'd go knock on doors and, and sell upgraded windows door to door. And I, it was so dark that I would have to have a lantern. I'd walk around like the crypt keeper knocking on doors. <laughs> I would make more in the hour after work than I would in the eight, nine hours that I was at work. And so when the pandemic hit, all of us got sent home. And so what uh, I decided to do was just lean full on into this thing. And, and I had a buddy that I would, that was in that company with me. We just opened our own. It was time to just to leap to my wife. So I'm married and my wife's credit, her, her biggest contribution to our success has always been that she just she believes in me and lets me do, she knows that constraining me will just make me miserable. And so it's been four or five times that I've come home and told her, Hey, I quit my job today. Just so you know, and you know, she wasn't always thrilled. I, I've done it. Uh, one, one job I quit three days after a baby was born and one job I quit uh, two weeks before a different baby was born. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so stressful, <laughs> but uh, we just, we, we leaped, you know, and, and here in Utah, things didn't shut down so much, but everybody was still home. So it started as a, uh, we started in a small office in Pleasant Grove, Utah with five people. Uh, and, you know, through some just, I mean, 
you never know what it's going to be like until you're in it, but through some real trials and tribulations, we've now been able to get, we're now at eight offices. Uh, our first year, we were able to do 4 million in sales, which we were thrilled about. Wow. Yeah. The next year we were able to do 16. And then last year we were able to do 35 million in sales with 70 million on the calendar for this year. So what started in this small office has bloomed into something incredible. And what's, what's amazed me the entire time is that I'm just some guy. I'm a, I'm a big dumb ape. I know how to sell things, and <laughs> and so it's been such an incredible ride to see what some some passion and desire and a little bit of elbow grease can can change everything. Mm, I love it. So let's talk mindset because I love talking with entrepreneurs because as you know, success is eighty percent mindset. 20% tactics, because if your head's not in the game, nothing's going to happen. Right. And most businesses fail because of that. So what do you attribute your success to and, and keeping your head in the game long enough to, to have 70 million on the books for this year? I mean, that's astounding. Yeah. Well, what I would say for sure, I mean, there's, there's always the people talk about burn the ships, right? But for me, I was lucky enough that I was so broke that I didn't have any ships to burn. I had to swim to the island. So I was lucky enough that I wasn't really, uh, you know, it was, it was a leap without leaving too much behind. But what the biggest thing, there's a book, uh, have you ever heard of Atomic Habits, James Clear? Vaguely. Great book, yeah. great book. And what it talks about, one of, the, one of his concepts is he says that the best bodybuilders, the best athletes are the ones that, do best with the boredom of working out because when you first go to the gym when you first do a new lift or get some results it's exciting but that's not how you become the best that you could become the best by being so rote and routine and over and over and over again showing up every day that's how you separate yourself from the pack and i think too often with entrepreneurs and and i've fallen victim to this in my past i'm, I'm a serial failed entrepreneur it's just that I had one hit, had one go. But what I've seen is that becoming okay with the boredom of the routine and knowing that you're working towards something, that's been the biggest contributor is that just understanding that maybe it's not fun and exciting, but it is moving, it is moving the lever. Yeah, right. And and just making sure that you're consisting consistently taking action. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times people they tend to work on things and same thing i've been guilty of that myself well it's more fun to do this but is that you know adding to the bottom line financially right? and i think another big thing for me i've got a business partner with performance windows and having a business partner is hard right i'm married and i've got a business partner and i'd say well some days one's worse than the other but uh, <laughs> being a business partner is incredibly difficult because you've got two people who have equal pride and ownership in this company, two people with very strong opinions, two successful people by you both doing that thing. But what one of my biggest contributors to my success, it doesn't necessarily need to be a business partner, but it is that I know what I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and try and, you know, yeah, I can learn accounting, but why? There's people who like accounting, I'll put them in with me, right? So uh, it's being able to have the humility to know that what I'm really good at and the things that I could get better at and improve on, but also what it, there's not just ROI, but it's ROT, a return on my time. And if I want to put the time into learning it, if it's really going to pay me back on that. Yeah. I mean, so many people, really great business leaders in the world, you know, who 
I think Steve Jobs even said this, you know, you hire people that are smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, that that's been a big contributor for me and because of that, what I am I'm a, to my core I'm a sales guy. I take a lot of pride in 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 that, but by that nature I'm I'm a people guy. And so I've the people that work for me and 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 now we're now we're in the hundreds with performance windows it, i i relate most to the door knocker right because we've got door knockers we've got closers we've got market owners and vps of sale i relate most to the door knocker because i've been a you know i know that my closers are their bills are going to be paid no no problem market owners and vps but I've been a scared kid standing on the corner on a on, on the day before rent is due, and and I relate with that person the most, and because I can still have that connection with what would seemingly be the lowest rung on 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 the ladder, uh, it it flows all the way up, and so my me being able to stay connected to everybody in the organization has has made me still love coming into work every day. Nice, nice. Let's shift gears a bit, a bit and talk about your Bad Bet Productions. Can you tell the audience what that is? Because that seems, I, I really like the concept of it. Yeah, yeah, so Bad Bet Productions is a media company. It started, so I just started a podcast. Uh, you mentioned it's the Leave It to Deaver podcast as a networking tool. For me, I can talk anybody's ear off, but I have a hard time with the intro. I have a hard time walking up and saying, hi, I'm Kyle. This is what I do, X, Y, Z. So podcasting became a tool, became a tool for me to talk to these amazing people who I would never sit in a room with otherwise, but because they have a platform to share their story, they, they're happy to come in. But because I already had all the equipment, the mics, the cameras, every, the people shooting it, uh, it, it developed into something of a, of a media company, right? And the name Bad Bet actually comes from, after one of my failed ventures years ago, I had gone back home and I was talking to my father I told him, I said, man, you know, the, the problem is I keep betting, betting on myself and I've come to realize that that's a bad bet. And he said, well, you're right. And he wasn't saying because he was saying, because at that time I was saying, I was, I was speaking a lot. I was talking a lot, but not doing as much as I thought I was. I was getting mental reps, but not actually actionizing them like you were talking about. And uh, so that kind of changed things for me always. But at that moment, I, you know, the, who I esteem myself as this entrepreneur, I, I, I'd come to the realization that betting on myself was a bad bet. So that, that's why that's called that. But the media company, what it is, is basically I, I see so many businesses that either they're shooting stuff on their phone or they've got videographers who are coming in and charging $10,000 for not very much content or, or some kind of routine content. And so what I did was I put together a social, a social media content company where we'll come in and we'll shoot for a day, right? We'll, we'll, we'll do some R and D beforehand and we'll develop a strategy and do these things, but we'll come in and shoot for six hours. Then we provide a month or two months worth of content with a calendar that they're dropping that, you know, you drop this on this day. So it takes all of the thinking out of it for the business owner that has to focus on the business. Uh, they're just, they're not having to, uh, do any thinking drop this and it gets them the results that they want that's incredible i love that so is that just local you're doing that locally in utah yeah so it, it's utah it's utah based uh it's it's a newer venture the, the beautiful thing about having performance windows 
is that it allows me to lose money all over the place, other places. So we, we've been able to do bad bet right, where we've got the right team in place. My team, I, I've got a guy, his name is Diego now. He just I, he just moved up from Colombia. He, he's, a, he's a filmmaker, a genuine filmmaker who's done marketing, but real movies and all these different things. And now I've brought him onto the team. What I wanted to do from the beginning was do it right so that I've got all the pieces in place. So uh, now we're getting that going. It's now starting to sell and do those things. We will eventually expand out of Utah, but it is currently in Utah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. All right. Last thing, your podcast, Leave It to Deaver. So for those of you who are too young to remember the TV show, Leave It to, Be Leave it to Beaver, he was this quirky little kid and always had little adventures and everything. So how is so what is your audience for your podcast and and what type of people are you speaking with so for me with the podcast it's always you know early on i i uh called it rogan-esque in that i just i like having people on i'm in awe of people who have done amazing things who, who do amazing things right i don't care if you're a world championship pogo stick jumper it's just to me that somebody can find something, start at zero and become incredible at something has always been so fascinating to me, right? And what I've come to realize, I've had, you know, CEOs of very large companies. I've had NFL players. I've, I, I had the doctor who delivered my baby uh, come in, which was, uh, it, it was the first time I'd ever been in the room with a, uh, a guy who had also seen my wife's hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, to me, it's so incredible. And what I've come to realize is that, all these people who have done incredible things, it's just some guy or just some girl. They're, they're yeah. just, they're just some person who decided to do something and they did. And that's, a, that's been really exhilarating for me because I'm just some guy. And if they can just some regular person can do these incredible things, then so can I. And so that's, that's really what it is. I have these people, I don't care the lane, uh, just by nature of, of what I do, I get a lot of business people in, but I just had Kevin Ferris, who who's consistently in the top top three, top five for world's strongest man. He, he's he's going and competing against these guys, because to me, I love being in the room with greatness in any form. I love being yeah. an expert in any form because it's just so exciting to know I could do that. You know, I love everything you just said because it it comes down to that limiting belief when people say, "Well, why me?" Right. Well, yeah. why not you? Yeah. And that's your vibe. You're like, of course, if they can do it, I can do it too. And and I, you are an amazing man. You're only 31 years old. I'm so excited to connect with you because you've got so much more ahead of you. Thank you. And uh, I will certainly be here cheering you on. So thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience today before we wrap it up? Uh, Sandy, I just, uh, for me, I mean, I, I, I always get uncomfortable when people pay me compliments, but uh, I talk with a lot of people and, and honestly, your vibe and your aura and your, your energy is it, it's I'm, as I'm sure people who listen, you know, it's infectious and just seeing oh. your, your ability to, uh, to light up a room and, and get conversation going. Honestly, it, you're so impressive. So thank you so Aww. much. Kyle, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. 
Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.